Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. What a fascinating story. Uh, speaking there to Representative Rob Bishop, and in full disclosure, I, uh, until coming back to KSL to host this radio program, was a staff member uh, working for Rob Bishop in Washington, D.C. I was the uh, Director of Communications, and I advised on a few uh, legislative issues, and I, uh, great, I, I will forever be proud of the days I worked as a congressional aide, specifically in, in Rob Bishop's office. Anyway, he was just on the phone with us telling us a, a fantastic story. There were uh, missionaries for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and they were stranded in Africa, many of them. And in addition to those missionaries, there are also other Americans who are looking for a way out. And uh, because of circumstances, things had fallen down. The conventional ways of flying around and moving from point A to point B uh, had been collapsing, all of that due to uh, this coronavirus. And it was the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints reaching out to the office of Representative Rob Bishop uh, looking for uh, some assistance. How do we navigate uh, our current reality to come up with a plan where we can get our missionaries out of Africa and back here to the United States uh, where they are safe? And uh, Congressman Bishop and his staff went to work uh, and, and pulled that off. We uh, right now are joined on the line by Representative Craig Hall, who has been impacted by this saga in a, quite an interesting way. Uh, Representative Hall uh, represents a portion of West Valley, joins us on the phone now. Uh, Mr. Hall, tell us, <laughs> you have an extra guest in your home right now. Who, who's that? Yeah, we had a uh, boy who was in the Republic of Congo mission and was assigned to Cameroon when he after he arrived and he's only been in the mission for uh, well he spent two months in the gun MTC and then he's been in in Cameroon for about seven or eight weeks and we were and fortunate uh, enough when did when did your boy get back yeah so we were fortunate enough to be able to get him back last night it was uh, quite the uh, saga over the last couple of weeks. At, at, at one point uh, early on during the process, we thought that maybe he would just be hunkering down in his apartment for two or three weeks and ride this thing out. But then the decision was made to, to bring the missionaries home. Uh, they, they actually had a couple of times when they were told that they were going home and a plane was waiting and they went to the airport only to be turned around um, because there was no airplanes ready to go. So they went back to their apartments and so it was a, a little anxious time for the missionaries for um, a couple of weeks, but uh, we're just really thrilled to have him back. He seems healthy and happy and and uh, ready to serve the 14 days in the house. <laughs> what, uh, what, what what has communication been like for you? When when you how did you first become aware that there was something afoot and that uh, your missionary serving out in the field uh, was uh, having a, let's say an irregular experience? Yeah, so every week he was fortunate enough to call us from the internet, the local internet cafe. So he and his companion went over to the internet cafe and would call us every week. And uh, I think, um, I mean, the first call was 
he was saying that they were thinking about just hunkering down in the apartments for a couple, you know, two or three weeks or so. And then, um, and then we got word just a few days later that they had made the decision to bring the missionaries home. And so that's when, uh, when they decided to bring the missionaries home, um, just like two or three days later, we saw the news that Cameroon had decided to completely shut the borders. So there were no planes in, there were no planes out, and we just didn't know what was going to happen. So, uh, again, they, they they got the word that they were going home. Uh, so they got um, out of their apartments over to the airport, only be, to be, again, turned around twice. But uh, I just really want to express my appreciation to all of the individuals that helped get them get them out after Cameroon decided to close its borders. First of all, the Cameroon government for letting them out, this um, uh, poor mission president who was, I'm sure, felt personally responsible for each of these missionaries, the church leaders, the employees, the uh, U.S. Embassy in Cameroon. Uh, I, it's my understanding that they were very helpful in getting these missionaries out, the elected officials, Congressman Bishop's office. I know Senator Romney's office got involved towards the end as well. There was this uh, angel uh, uh, senior missionaries that were um, helping to keep the spirits up with these missionaries, and that was that was so extremely helpful. It actually was a senior missionary couple from West Valley that I have known for seven or eight years uh, that happened to be in Cameroon looking after these missionaries. And uh, so just want to express so much appreciation to everybody who had any part in helping to bring these, uh, these missionaries home. Uh, how's your boy doing now? In my understanding, uh, he left Cameroon uh, via Ethiopia, had a layover in Dublin, Ireland, then uh, a quick stop in Dulles, uh, then Detroit, and ultimately to Salt Lake City. That's a number of time zones. Pretty fatigued today? Yeah, he, uh, we figured it out, and it's nine time zones in the last 48 hours or so. So he got home last night at about 8 o'clock. And by the way, the airport experience was a good one. Uh, there was a good social distancing. The airport okay. has uh, got it all figured out. And we actually, when we went into the second floor of the airport, they had a park. Um, they, they had um, little designations for each of our last names. So the H's go over here and the G's go over there. Uh, that way the, you can stay in your car and the missionary can find their parents. And we stayed in the car and everybody stayed in their car. And there was lots of tolerance still, but... Uh, uh, it was a good experience last night when we went to the airport, and uh, he's still trying to get back onto the time zone change, but uh, he seems happy yeah. and healthy, and, you know, we've only had him back in the house now for about 12, uh, I don't know, 16 hours or so, so but he seems happy and healthy, and uh, um, we've got him on lockdown for the next 14 days here in the house, but uh, uh, looking forward to the next steps, whatever those may be. Outstanding. Well, uh, you, you let them know that uh, that I and uh, the folks listening to this program uh, are, are rooting for him, grateful to him for his service, wish him the best over these 14 days, and then on to the uh, duration of his missionary service. Representative Hall, I'm also grateful to you for coming on uh, and sharing uh, with us the story of your family and specifically your uh, young missionary son. Thanks again. Yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, very good. We're going to take a quick break here. Uh, when we come back, our guest will be Fraser Bullock. That's a name you know. He, during the 2002 Olympics, worked alongside Bob Garf, who we 
have unfortunately learned has passed away due to complications with the coronavirus. We're going to learn about the man, Mr. Garf, uh, his accomplishments, his goodness, and uh, the types of lessons he leaves behind as he leaves us early at the hands of this coronavirus. That's next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.